today on CityCast Salt Lake. It's 9 p.m. on Monday evening, and our phones just buzzed with notifications that the Supreme Court has taken a private preliminary vote to overturn Roe v. Wade, which would overturn the constitutional right to have an abortion in the United States. I ran over to my friend and community health advocate Shireen Gorbani's house, and we ran over to Annabelle Scheinberg's house. She's the vice president for external affairs at Planned Parenthood of Utah. Because activist groups have been preparing for this decision for months, they thought it would come at the end of June. Now we're all pouring over a leaked 60-page draft opinion from Justice Alito that confirms our worst fears. So we're sitting at the kitchen table, and by the time you hear this, it will be Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Shireen and Annabelle, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm unhappy to be here today. It's terrible that you're here. Yeah. Not our night. Not our night. No. I do think that what we're doing right now is what women across this valley, city, state, country are doing right now, or people with vaginas, which is calling their friends and trying to make sense of this. So, um, yeah, I guess just like shout out to everyone who's doing the same thing right now. I'm curious, Shireen, you first, like, if you don't mind me asking, how are you feeling? So I'm unwell. Like, I'm very upset. I'm angry. I think many people knew this is where we were heading when there were there was a stolen Supreme Court seat and then two more and a decades-long project to stack the Supreme Court with people who will seek to overturn Roe v. Wade. And that, like knowing that, oh my goodness, I'm going to cry. And then it viscerally potentially being here and to be clear this is a draft it's not a decision abortion is still available and legal in our state but to be clear the reality that many of us feared is on the doorstep and that's it's so distressing for so many reasons yeah Annabelle how are you feeling I think it's just like this sting of injustice kind of you knew that it could happen but having to sort of see that some of our deepest fears may come true um, when this actual decision gets announced is just kind of a real sort of reality check. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I mean, I think I feel the same way you both do, which is like my rational brain knew that this was coming, saw this coming my physical body when I saw the 60 page brief realized it wasn't a, there was no way it was a deep fake. Like this wasn't a test. Um, you know, I acknowledge that what we're seeing as a draft might be different than what we ultimately get, but like, God damn, like how much different, right? It would have to be really different for me to feel differently. And so I think it's just, I mean, I feel sick and scared and, um, all the things that I think a lot of women in this country feel, frankly, like every day anyways. Um, But it's really exacerbated by knowing, you know, what's on the table. The thing that I really want to get at with you both tonight is what does this mean for Utahns? And what does this mean for all of the people in our state who 
could get pregnant and need an abortion for whatever reason. My first question, I guess my question for you, Annabelle, is like, what, um, who, who will this impact? Absolutely. Um, we know the harm that will come from the decision because we've seen it play out in Texas, right? So people who don't have access to financial resources and the support they need to actually travel out of state are going to be forced to carry pregnancies or flee their state to seek abortion outside of the healthcare system. And that's one of the most stinging things to mention the sting of injustice. Um, you know, there's always been barriers, right? Can you take time off work? Can you tell somebody in your family, in your friend group, um, do you have childcare? Do you have the money that you need to navigate the cost of this? Um, you know, but then to have to drive from St. George, Utah to Las Vegas, um, depending on the weather, depending on whether you have a vehicle is a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and just, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, it was black women's like maternal health week. Yeah. And I remember reading that the CDC reported that, you know, the mortality rate for women, for, for pregnant women in the United States, specifically women of color, rose in 2020. So it's like, this is, this is also what we're looking at in this country and in this state. I'm also thinking a lot about people who currently have appointments to get an abortion on their calendar and what, how terrifying it must be to see this and how confusing. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I just think it's really important for people to understand in this moment, Abortion is still legal in every state in this nation. Severe restrictions in certain places. Not easy based on all of the challenges that Annabelle lined out. But you can still access abortion care in this state. And I hope that people understand that and will continue to talk about it. Because I, I, I think one of the you know biggest challenges that we have around this issue is that people are afraid to talk about it, you know? And I see these signs all the time and I, share, I find myself sharing them, but you love someone who has had an abortion. This is real. The amount of people who seek this form of healthcare is larger than you can really imagine and it happens for all sorts of reasons. You mentioned as well, Anna, about the note of childcare. The majority of women who seek abortion care have our mothers. These are people who already have children and they may be making that decision for all sorts of reasons. And honestly, I do believe that's a decision that should be made between their healthcare provider, them, their family, their faith, that that's their business, not this kind of action. But you can still access this care. Planned Parenthood is here. You can, you can support Planned Parenthood today. They're going to need it. Um, but this kind of care is still available and people need to know that. We do not have a decision. We saw a draft. Yes, we're probably headed here, but if you need an abortion today in Utah, you can still get one. Absolutely. And I think the shock of how quickly we found this out is foreboding of what could happen because 36 million women, nearly half of the women of reproductive age in our country, if you think of 18 to 49 year olds as being of reproductive age, stand to lose access to abortion care in their state. So 26 states are poised to ban abortion should the decision go um, in the way of the draft. 
Um, so it's, it's everything. The feelings are coming from so many directions. But I also think to what Shereen's saying is absolutely Planned Parenthood will be here to provide care. We're not going to stop fighting for abortion access in Utah or any state. We have been planning for this moment for years because as soon as abortion became a right in Utah, in the, our country, it came under attack, right? And the first people to be attacked were poor people who couldn't afford who needed Medicaid, federal Medicaid, right, with the Hyde Amendment. So it also, I think, really brings front and center, you know, the legacy of racism in our country, right? Because it stands to hurt black, Latino, indigenous people disproportionately or more than um, white people like me. And so not that it won't hurt people like me, but people are going to feel it more. And that's because of the history of our country. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Justice Alito has written in this, again, this draft 60 page opinion that was leaked is that this issue needs to go back to the states basically to determine. And we know we've heard conversations leading up to this that there are many states you mentioned, I think 26, that have trigger laws in place. And my understanding is Utah is one of them. So what specifically do Utahns need to know about exactly what happens here if Roe is overturned. Yeah, and I'd say it's sort of a mix of bans and trigger laws and so many things they have on the books, right? Pre-viability, sorry, pre-Roe abortion bans in their constitution. There's different states are in different situations. Utah has a trigger ban bill that was passed in 2020, um, and it bans abortion in nearly all cases. So only if there is reported rape, incest, if there is uh, specific threats to the life of the mother, if there are specific types of lethal fetal anomalies, those are the situations in which abortion will be allowed. In other cases, people will have to travel outside of the state. You know, and we've heard some of the opposition say things like, abortions of convenience won't be tolerated. And that, number one, there is nothing convenient about getting an abortion in our state. Um, they have already restri- They have already placed so many hurdles through restrictive legislation in accessing care. People have to wait 72 hours. People have to do an online consent that actually tells them the state of Utah prefers having a child. People have to, uh, you know, say what they want done with the remains. It's on and on. There are over 30 restrictions to abortion care already. So there's nothing convenient about getting an abortion in Utah. And I just want to like take a moment to pause and acknowledge the extremist kind of action that put those laws in place. When we think about, you know, the outrage that people have over how women are treated in other countries and other places, I would like people to really take a second to think about how radical these laws are are and what they are asking people who can carry a child to do about their own body, about their own decisions in their healthcare, right? And in particular, I know you mentioned this, but we're talking about, so here, reported rape or incest are the exception. 
the vast majority of cases of rape and incest in this state and around this country go unreported for all sorts of reasons. The cruelty of writing that into the law is disgusting to me. And I just think that it is so deeply out of touch with the reality that most people face when it comes to any of those experiences. It just, to me, suggests having just no understanding of what it's like to be a person with a vagina in this country. Yeah, I mean, it's simple, right? Our bodies are our own. You own your body. And if you are uh, experienced a trauma like rape, somebody has taken that control away from you. And now they're doing that again, right? These laws are doing that again. So they're doubly traumatizing people. And it's, it's unconscionable that people treat us as if we're some kind of vessel, right? I sometimes feel, what am I? Literally, what am I? And what are they saying to people like me in our state? Um, only The only people that should control medical decisions about their bodies are the person themselves, right? Politicians, not bans, um, not court rulings should really interfere in people's ability to access this kind of basic health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and even their doctor, frankly, like we hear you know, stories often from people who don't feel seen or heard by a medical provider. And it's like the medical provider should be involved as an advisor, as a professional, as an expert. But that decision, again, belongs to you as an individual. Absolutely. 100%. Do we want to talk about what you can do now? Yeah, that's my next question. It's, I mean, I'm just like ready to jump out of my skin. So, I mean, I will say the next question I have, and maybe this is a controversial one to ask, but like, where can someone get an abortion right now? Well, at Planned Parenthood, uh, if they contact any Planned Parenthood in Utah, they can start the consent process, which is required before getting an appointment scheduled. They can also just ask questions about abortion if they don't know, if they are have questions about what the procedure is. Right, like a consultation. Call. They can call and have a consultation. Um, so any clinic can help with that. And then we have a clinic in Salt Lake City, where we provide abortion care, um, right on 10th East. And then um, we have another one on 9th East. So we have two clinics in Salt Lake City. We have uh, a third one in Logan, where we provide telemedicine abortion care. So um, also in Salt Lake City, people can go to Wasatch Women's Health, which is a first trimester abortion provider. Okay. For those of us who are absolutely raging with fear, anger, all the things, what do you, Shireen, recommend that we do? So there are a number of things, and I know Annabelle's going to have good suggestions as well. You can donate your time and money, and I will tell you that we are likely to see even more dramatic. It's It would not be... Um, I think it's possible that we'll see even more dramatic laws restricting abortion in our state. And that is why it is very important. I think people get a little disenchanted with electoral politics. But if we can pick up even just a few more seats or make sure that um, in some cases we have opportunities to elect moderate Republicans who are not interested in this kind of draconian um you know, forced pregnancy, right? Um, So organize, work to elect candidates who are not going to make 
this situation worse and who will stand up against, um, you know, what's happening nationwide, who may actually work to create a more moderate environment here in terms of what kind of laws we see. I think that people need to be asking their municipal leaders. They need to be asking their county leaders. They need to be thinking about uh, their local health departments, all as being potential areas where there could be action taken on this. And to not hear from your elected officials at that level on this issue is is a problem. We need to be understanding that this is going to be an all-hands approach, and people really do need to understand that there will be lines that are, or maybe opportunities um, at the local level that we haven't thought of before if we see something like this move forward. So all levels of electoral engagement are critical, and trying to create more balance in our legislature is very important. And unfortunately, it's not the way the, the Republican Party is going in our state. So working really hard on those opportunities where we have movement. And, you know, frankly, I saw Bernie Sanders say this is the time that we need to get rid of the filibuster and we need to see action to protect, to enshrine Roe v. Wade in uh, through a legislative process. Mm-hmm. And we need to see that. Right. Will that happen? Probably not. But I, I would I think that's something mm-hmm. that we should be thinking about. There are also places where you can donate money and you can donate your time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. To Shireen's point, a men and a women and they're uh, and a people. But there was the Women's Health Protection Act this year. Right. And it passed the House and it got, went to the Senate and they tried to open for debate. They The vote failed. 46 to 48 to open for debate on the Women's Health Protection Act. And, and that would have been a United federal States piece Senate. of legislation that would have protected the right to abortion care in all states. So I know a lot of people emailed their senators and their congresspeople and told friends to do same and thank you. Um, you know, the fact that it passed the House is heartening, but that was an opportunity, a missed opportunity. And I think, you know, we do need to bring the electoral consequences to people who have not supported um, abortion access. And at the same time, don't invest in family planning, don't invest in real sex education, or don't support real sex education. And so they're really sending a message that they, it's not on, it, it, the messages get pregnant. The messages, um, deal with it. Yeah. And that's a tough message. And, um, and a dangerous message. And a, yes, and a double standard, right? Because we know what happens a lot who ends up really dealing with it. Um, and um, and you know what? I know that um, there's been, well, I, I'm not going to um, So I think in terms of what we can do, just this month we have an event called Say Abortion. It's um, going to feature abortion stories from people in Utah who've had abortions and art made by people who've had abortions. And I think in this moment, um, just really listening to people in our lives and also people in our community is super important. So that will be happening at the Medium Gallery on May 12th and 13th. Um, So we hope that people can come and join us. There'll be a little opening reception on the 6th. Um, You can go to ppacutah.org and join the hive if you'd like to join our activist network and that way you will be informed when we have events and calls to action Um, you can expect something from us coming out as soon as tomorrow um, because we were going to fight like hell we're going to fight we're going to stand up for people in this state and we're not going to stop and we know from uh, dan jones polling we conducted in 2020 uh, that people in utah 52 percent of people wanted roby 
supported Roe v. Wade. And, um, you know, in na- nationwide, that number is closer to 80% of people supporting abortion access. So this is really going against the will of the people. Um, so I think we're at a moment where 50 years of settled law is being overturned. Um, and it's, it's a page turner, right? I mean, what, what is going to come next, right? Who would have thought that a memo would be leaked? Um, all of this is some very interesting and um, shocking and unusual times. Yeah. And it is so different. Like, I, I know that this isn't an international, you know, it's a local news podcast, but around the world, we're just seeing things move in the other direction, right? In places, in countries that are quite conservative, that have much larger, you know, Catholic populations or populations that are, you know, have, I think, more restrictive ideas around Mm -hmm. abortion care. Mexico. Ireland, right? Ireland. Okay. So yep. we are seeing yes. places around the globe move in a different direction because we understand that people deserve access to health care, including abortion care. People get that. If you've lived in like the real world, you get it. And I just am so tr- like just deeply disgusted and troubled and rageful about where we're going. Yeah, and I think the the leaking of this memo is like the fact that this came without warning. I mean, the the experience of like getting my phone buzzing and reading that and then calling you, Shireen, and then you call Annabelle and here we are. And it's like this phone tree of, oh my God, like this is so unexpected and there is something sort of that feels almost this process, cruel. What just happened is Right, unexpected. this process right. is unexpected. And there is something that feels almost sort of like cruel about the memo being leaked, like because perhaps it will be reformed a little bit and perhaps we are seeing the worst version of it, but also this is what it is. Like this is where we are. This is what Alito penned himself, right? We're to believe, so. Thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for talking about this. Thank thank you. And we'll keep talking. Yeah, definitely. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.